Hello, I'm Alexia, and let me help you to take the fear out of birth with a mix of real-life positive birth stories and birthing experts sharing their wisdom. I'll also be sharing techniques for getting into the fearless birthing mindset. And join the Fearless Mumship community for bonus podcast episodes, access to free birth preparation downloads, and loads more stuff to help you to prepare for a positive birth. Join today at fearfreechildbirth.com. Hello and welcome to episode 204 of the Fear Free Childbirth podcast. This is your host Alexia Leachman and thank you so much for joining me today. Now on today's show I'm going to be talking about tocophobia. Now if you don't know what tocophobia is, it's the fear of pregnancy and childbirth. So I can't believe actually that I haven't talked about this yet on the podcast. Um, So if you're a sufferer of tocophobia, if you think you might be a sufferer of tocophobia, or indeed if you're a professional that supports pregnant women uh, or women that want to conceive, then this is a show for you because you will probably want to learn a little bit more about tocophobia and how the women who experience it, what they are going through. Uh, But before I dive into today's show, I just have a couple of things that I want to share with you first. Now, I'm going to be, I'm currently looking into holding some fearless birthing retreats and these are going to be weekends or weeks away where you can focus entirely on preparing for your birth and so whether that includes addressing your fears, learning more about the birthing process, spending time with some birthing professionals like some doulas, pregnancy uh, yoga um, professionals but also some people that can offer you some other kind of support for preparing for your birth. I'm currently looking at doing some weekends in the UK but also some luxury retreats in Ibiza which is in the Mediterranean but also we're thinking about doing one in Hawaii because I know I have a lot of listeners over in the US and Canada. So if if this is something that you're interested in then please come and let me know. I'm currently looking into uh, venues and villas and things like that in Ibiza and I'm going to be going over to Ibiza in a few weeks and if you're a pregnancy professional, if you're somebody that can support us in helping women like this and you're based in Ibiza, then come and say hello because I would love to come and say hi and meet you and and have a good old chinwag when I'm over. Uh, So yeah, do come and connect with me. If you're a mama that would be interested in attending one of these events in the summer over the next few months, because I realise you're pregnant now and you're probably going to need it and you can't fly and all that stuff before you're due. So if you're interested in attending something like this over the next few months in Europe, in the UK, then do come and let me know at alexia at fearfreechildbirth.com so that I can keep you updated on what we're doing and where we're getting to with it. It's very exciting. I've had a few people asking me about this already. So this is why I've decided to take a close look and give it some thought and focus. Now, before I dive into today's show, I just want to let you know that all the show notes for today's episode are at fearfreechildbirth.com forward slash 204. There is going to be a free download to go with today's episode and you can find that at forward slash 204 as well as some extensive show notes. Anyway, so today I want to talk about tocophobia and there are a few reasons I want to do that. First of all, it's the name given to a fear of pregnancy and childbirth. So this is pretty relevant for my podcast and I can't believe I've not talked about it yet. But here we are in season two and I'm only just covering it. Number two is some people don't even realise that it's a thing. So I'm here to say that it is a thing and actually it's a pretty big thing because, well, as you'll hear later on, 
This is major. It's a really major thing if you happen to be a sufferer of tocophobia. And then the third reason I want to talk about this is because basically I want to share more information about it. One thing that I found through my research is that some people that suffer from this feel very, very alone and think they're weird in some way. So I want to sort of bring this to the surface and help those people to understand that they're not alone, that actually is pretty common and for them to start feeling like there is hope and a way out and they can move on from this. So that is why I want to talk more about tocophobia and put it on the table. And finally, I want to talk about it because part of the problem here is the lack of understanding of tocophobia among healthcare professionals. So if you come across pregnant women in your work or women who want to become pregnant, you know, women of childbearing age, frequently, maybe you're a midwife, maybe you're a healthcare worker, maybe you're a body therapist, whatever it might be, then if you do come across women that may share with you that they have a fear of childbirth, then this is for you too, so that you can become a little bit more informed about what it is and how you might be able to help them or at least point them in the right direction. So that is why I'm doing this podcast today. So first things first, what is it? Well, tocophobia, let me just dwell a little bit on this, because if you've heard me saying this word since you've started listening, go, well, what is she on about? What is she on about? Fear of childbirth. I need more than this. So this is this is me giving you a little bit more. It's basically a pathological fear of pregnancy and birth, and it actually affects around 10% of women worldwide. And it comes from the Greek tokos, meaning childbirth, and phobos, which means fear. Now, as you might know, phobias are a type of anxiety disorder. And they typically involve some kind of intensely irrational fear of an object or a situation that usually poses a little or no danger. And we often think about phobias with things like spiders or claustrophobia, you know, like closed spaces, that kind of thing. Now, when it comes to tocophobias, it can be either classed as primary tocophobia or secondary tocophobia. So let me just explain a little bit more about what the difference between those two things are. So primary tocophobia is the dread of childbirth that predates pregnancy, whereas secondary tocophobia tends to occur after a traumatic or a distressing delivery. Now, another way to think about the difference between primary and secondary tocophobia is this. One might be seen as the fear arising from a direct experience of birth, whereas the other comes from an indirect birth-related experience. So, for example, maybe seeing them in films or hearing about a birth or medical or sexual experiences. But I would like to challenge the distinction that is actually made between primary and secondary tocophobia. But I will talk about that a little bit later on. So onward, onward, onward. Anyway, so did you know, did you know, this is a great one, did you know Helen Mirren, apparently she has tocophobia. She revealed in an interview in 2007 that she saw a birth video as a 13-year-old that disgusted her so much that she never ever wanted to have her children or have anything to do with birth. Now, personally, I can totally relate to this. I saw a video at school of a birth and it completely traumatised me fears. I could not get that out of my head. And I consider that as being my major trigger point or the thing that gave me tocophobia. However, I've now revisited that thought. And again, I'll share more about that in a little bit. So back to tocophobia and what it is. So how does tocophobia show up? So how do you know, you know, what do you experience if you are, have, if you do suffer from tocophobia? Well, 
there's a bunch of physical and psychological symptoms and they can vary wildly among individuals, but might include any or all of the following. So, for example, recurrent nightmares. You might hyperventilate. Perhaps you sweat and shake at the sight of a trigger. So a trigger for you might be seeing a pregnant woman. It might be being thrust at a newborn baby. It might be reading about birth and newspaper. You know, whatever your trigger point is, this is what might happen with you. Panic or anxiety attacks, crying that might be triggered by sight or even words. And this can, you you know, when you're crying, you might feel like you're just doing this for no reason. You literally just start crying. Nausea and vomiting or maybe thoughts of death or dying. Now, some of those do sound quite hardcore and a bit silly, but they are entirely, that that is what happens. And personally, when I had tocophobia, I would one of the things that I would do a lot is just cry for no reason. If I was on the tube reading at the underground in the UK, reading an article, there was a, a, an article saying about a woman who'd just given birth in a taxi or something, and that would just suddenly make me cry just like that in the middle of public transport. And I just could not control it. But also, I would also feel like I had a panic and anxiety tax rise and that kind of hyperventilation coming up and feeling like you might get dizzy and you've just got to kind of sit down close to the ground in case you faint or, or that kind of thing. So this is, you know, this is when I think about when I was tocophobic, I can completely relate to a lot of these symptoms in terms of what I felt. And I know from the research that I've carried out with tocophobic women that some, you know, this is very, very common, the way that they experience this condition. Now, Tocophobia is often labelled as an irrational phobia, but in my opinion, I don't think that's fair at all because for me, this isn't a normal phobia in the sense that, well, you know, childbirth can actually be fatal. And I know this is the Fear Free Childbirth podcast, and I don't want to be scaring you here, but we'd all read the news and we all understand the risks. Childbirth has been known to cause death in women and babies. So this isn't like being stuck in a closed space or spiders, you know. You are not going to die from being stuck in a closed space, but you could actually die from childbirth. So when people label this as an irrational phobia, I think that's a little bit unfair to those women that do suffer from it. And not only that, if you speak to a woman who suffers from tocophobia, she might very well tell you that it's completely rational and completely understandable because some women don't think, you know, they think that pregnancy is completely horrific. And why would any woman want to go through that? So, you know, irrational is just a sense of perspective and where you're coming from. And for someone that experiences tocophobia, for her, it does, for some of them, at least, it does feel completely rational. Now, of course, not all of them, but it has been known and it is not a rare thing for a woman to say. Now, as I've already mentioned, I used to be tocophobic, so I've got some insight into this. But when I decided to do this podcast, I thought I'd ask other women about their experiences too, because we are all so different. And, you know, when I was tocophobic, I thought I was the weird one and I thought nobody else had weird fears like I did. And so it's quite nice, nice is probably the wrong word, but nice to know there are other women experiencing this. And I really wanted to know what they were going through too. So I'm going to touch on some of that research later on, but I'm just going to share a little bit about where I was when I was tocophobic. So for years, I was in denial about wanting kids. I knew I wanted them on some level, but it never really went any further than that. And so even though I was in a serious relationship, I never kind of had the the kids conversation. I say the kids in inverted commas, you know, and it never came up and I never initiated it. So I was kind of quite successfully skirting around the issue and kind of getting away with it, really. And so 
back then, I don't think if anybody had said to me, you know, are you tocophobic? I don't think I would have said yes, because I wasn't being in a situation where I was being pressured to be pregnant, pressured to have kids. It was never coming up for me. So I never really sort of put two and two together and realised that I had a fear. But one thing was sure, though, I absolutely couldn't handle kids, especially babies. And you know, if you're at work and somebody's just gone on maternity leave and then they come back to show the baby off, whenever that would happen, I would absolutely hate it. And one day this woman came back in with her twins and obviously twins a bit hold hard to handle all on your own in the office. So she just handed me one and I completely freaked out. I had to run into the toilet and, and I was crying. And I was, at the time I was like, you fruitcake Lex, what are you doing? Why are you crying? This is a baby. But I never really understood what on earth was going on. But again, I never figured that this might be something that had a name and that name might be tocophobia. So, you know, I had this for years without realising that I had it or it was a thing. You know, this is why I think it's really important to kind of bring this to the surface. Now, of course, for me, everything changed the minute that I discovered I was pregnant for the first time, because then I completely freaked. And the first month of my first pregnancy was rubbish to say the least. It was dark, it was full of really horrid emotions and with the hormones thrown in it was just, just awful. And so I had to kind of adjust to my, you know, being pregnant and then handling, having to have the kids conversation with hormones and it was just awful, absolutely awful. So when I had a miscarriage at eight weeks, I was relieved Yeah, I was gutted and I was numb and I was empty and all that horrible stuff. But I was relieved as well. And that bit really scared me because I realised that something wasn't right. Why was I relieved at a miscarriage? This This felt all so wrong. And so that was the big flag for me that made me realise that I had to look at what was going on here. Now, if you've listened to my podcast for a while, you know that I also have another podcast called The Head Trash Show, which helps you to clear your head trash using a powerful new therapeutic technique that I've simplified. Well, the technique that I've simplified that's behind all of my head trash work, I happen to have been training in that while I was experiencing my first pregnancy. So in the throes of sort of training in therapy and then also realising that I was a therapy case for myself, you know, this was like, oh my goodness, I can't go on and do this kind of work when I've got this mess in my own head. So I decided that I was going to have to tackle the mess in my own head because for me it's really important to walk your talk and if you're a complete loopy fruitcake wanting to help others and you've got all this stuff going on yourself then that clearly isn't going to work, is it? So I decided to basically check out what was going on in my head. Why was I experiencing this level of fear? Why was I so relieved at experiencing miscarriage? What on earth was going on? And so that sort of kick-started in me a real sort of intense period of reflection and sorting out my own head. Now, in taking a look inside one's head, you can imagine the kind of mess that's in there, especially my head was pretty messed up, let me tell you. So I spent a lot of time getting a lot of stuff sorted in myself and I did really well, I have to say. Well, I think I did anyway. Reduce my levels of stress and anxiety and just overall, you know, franticness and, and whatever that I was, the place that I was in, I managed to get to a much better place in the year that followed in, in doing all that kind of work. But then a year later, I got pregnant again. And, you know, I did know, I knew that I'd made really great progress because when I was pregnant again, I didn't feel so horrifically awful about being pregnant. I was in a much better place now that I was pregnant. I could kind of cope with the idea of it, but 
I still had a shed load of fear about birth and I couldn't read about it. I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't kind of connect to it at all. I really was just in a very, very difficult place with it. And I decided that the only way I was going to be able to cope with this idea of pregnancy and having the baby was I was just going to have a highly medicalized birth. I was going to go for injections, epidural. It was, you know, I wanted it all. And actually, I was quite happy to have a cesarean. And that was basically my plan for my first trimester. And that was what it was going to be. Now, interestingly enough, how life throws you these coincidences. I was, it was time for me to do my advanced training in the therapy technique that I have just mentioned before, right? So here I am in a room full of advanced therapists being asked what my childbirth fears were. Well, I mean, you know, I had carte blanche to just tell everyone everything and I knew it was going to be listened to in a supportive way. So here's just a little bit of what I was going through back then. Like for a start, I couldn't even read about birth without crying for absolutely no reason. So I had a pile of pregnancy books, but I could not read the pages where it showed a birth canal. I could read all the other pages, but the minute I opened the pages about the birth canals, I just felt like a panic attack rising and then I, I couldn't, I just had to shut the book. So I never opened that page again in the first half of my pregnancy. And then there was a thought of this thing growing inside me, this kind of thing that was taking over. I kept thinking of it like a parasite feeding off the host. It was all really X-Filesy or alien for me at that point. And now I, I realise that if you're listening to this and you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you might be slightly shocked or surprised at hearing me say this because that is absolutely nothing like I am today. But that is exactly how I felt during the first half of my pregnancy. So what changed? Well, it was basically the more I started looking at my fears and working on my fears by clearing them, that it started to go away. And the more clearance work I did, the more I shifted and the better I felt. And so much so that by the time I reached my seventh month, I was a completely transformed person. And by month eight of my pregnancy, I totally ditched my plan for a hospital birth with my C-section backup and I decided to go for home birth. And by the time my birth came round, I was completely fearless and really excited about the birth. Now, my story ends well, and I realise how lucky I was to be found myself in that therapy training course just when I was pregnant, surrounded by a very supportive group of people and being given a great technique and tools to help me deal with my fears. But that is not everyone's story. And I really wanted to find out more about what women are experiencing that are continuing to go through this and what impact that is having on their lives. And so that is why I decided to carry out some research so I could better understand tocophobia from the perspective of women that aren't me, because surely this must manifest in many different ways in women that uh, don't have, you know, that, that have got a very different life story to mine. So I hope that what I'm going to share with you now is going to help you to better understand tocophobia, whoever you are, whether you're a woman who thinks that you might be suffering from it or whether you're a professional that comes into contact with women that might be suffering from it. So the first question I asked was, tell me more about how you feel about birth and your fear. And this is just, here are just some of the things that some of the women said. I have a very intense fear of dying during birth. Or I don't want any part of my body ripped, cut or stretched, especially not the precious and private part of it. 
And somebody else says, I fear that pregnancy is going to be nine months of ailment and the destruction of my body and skin with a living thing being inside of me and stealing all my energy. I fear that giving birth is going to be pained beyond what I've ever felt and I will not be able to take it and break down and it will mentally scar me for life. And that the baby will destroy my genitals on the way out and split me so that for weeks afterwards I will be in pain. I mean, this this is very, very strong language, as you can hear. Now, there are some more troubling aspects to this fear, as far as I'm concerned, because some of them are actually driven by how women perceive they will be treated by doctors and medical staff. For example, one lady shared with me, I can't imagine being so helpless and having strangers looking at my genitals and touching me like a steak, like I'm not there. It's like you're not a person anymore. I'm also scared that if I lost consciousness during pregnancy and something was wrong with me, then there's a possibility that some doctor would decide to sacrifice me to save the fetus. You know, this is really worrying that women do feel that way about the people that are entrust that we're entrusting to look after us while we're in a very, very vulnerable place during birth. And I find this aspect of the fear actually quite depressing because this is something that can be helped. You know, how women are treated within the medical environment is perpetuating this fear. You know, they're, they're feeling that way because they've had some kind of experience like that already. They're not making this stuff up. And so if healthcare professionals acted more mindfully about how their behaviour affects women in their care, then I think we could go a long way in reducing women's fear around this. Now, another thing that I asked women in my research was just to try and understand how this fear is affecting them. And here's one lady's story. This phobia has ruined my life. I have been diagnosed with clinical depression and PSD, and every day is a struggle. I have constant nightmares and flashes. Even seeing pregnant women makes me disgusted and sick. It's almost inescapable in everyday life to avoid triggers that send me into a suicidal tailspin. TV shows and movies are no consolation either. I feel almost everyone seems to be getting pregnant and childbirth scenes are all over the place. This is an extremely isolating phobia too. I believe it's the most taboo subject today. Makes sufferers like me feel very lonely, depressed and worthless. You see, this is a big thing. Just reading that, just, you know, I just, it's just shocking that women are experiencing this and they're really... There's just not enough people that understand it and that can support them and help them to get around that. Now, some women decide to be childless because of this here, like Helen Mirren that I mentioned earlier. That is very, very common. But then there's also other women having repeated abortions just to avoid having to go through with the birth because of this fear. And yet there are others who are just desperate to be mums and want nothing more to have kids. But the thought of having to endure that nine months of pregnancy hell and then go through the birth is just too much to cope with. So you see, this fear is not to be laughed at or dismissed. It's a major thing that is affecting a lot of women today. When I was on the BBC talking with the producers of One Born Every Minute, yes, that did happen, um, one caller suggested that if women are fearful of birth and they're clearly not mother material. Now, if you want to hear that interview, I've got a link in the podcast show notes. Now, for me, that is a really shocking statement that kind of typifies how many people see this fear when they hear about it. And yet, you know, if we were just to sort of take this 
thinking and apply it to something else. Like, for example, do we think that people who are fearful of flying don't deserve to go on holiday? Well, no, of course we don't. You know, being petrified of the journey doesn't mean that you can't deal with being at the destination. We just need to help people and support people on that journey because you never know once they're there, they might make amazing mothers and there's no reason for them to be denied the opportunity to be a mother. So if you've been listening to this and you think that you might be experiencing tocophobia, then what can you do? Well, the first thing that I would recommend that you do is find support. Find support from people who understand. Now, there's a great Facebook group called the Tocophobia Support Network that is really worth joining. And it's a safe place for you to express your fears among people who just understand what you're going through. That is a really, really important first step. I've got a link to the support group on the podcast show notes for this episode. Now, the next thing you might want to do will depend on whether you actually want to get rid of your fear. Because like I mentioned earlier, some women are okay with having this fear and they don't see any reason why they should get rid of it. And if that's you, then I would urge you to simply make peace with your fear so that it's no longer a thing or a big deal so that you can just be okay with seeing pregnant women and hearing or seeing birth on TV or in the movies or wherever, you know, just so that you don't get triggered. That would be my one recommendation for you so that, you you know, you, you can just have a life that is less stressful. But if you do want to overcome it, then I would certainly urge you to seek professional help. Now, the kind of therapists that I would recommend that you check out include those that are expert practitioners at some of the following techniques. So there's reflective repatterning, havening, CITAP, and that's spelt P-S-Y, then capital T-A-P, CITAP, and that stands for Psychosensory Techniques and Principles. Then thought field therapy, TFT, which you may well know as a tapping technique. Another tapping technique is emotional freedom technique, otherwise known as EFT. So both of those, I think, would be very helpful as well, as would the tapas acupressure technique, TAT, and EMDR. Now, all of these are modern therapies that are incredibly effective and fast acting. Now, personally, I use the combination of reflective repatterning and the tapas acupressure technique to help me to overcome my tocophobia. And now with my clients, I use all of the techniques I've just mentioned because different people respond to different approaches and which is why I don't want to recommend one particular technique. But there, there is a bunch of really great approaches, therapies, techniques, whatever you want to call them, that I know are very, very effective at helping with this kind of stuff. TFT and reflective repatterning are incredibly effective at working with PTSD, as is havening. So, you know, there's a number of tools there that you can approach, people that work with them that will be able to help you. The one thing I will say is make sure that you find somebody who is very good and expert at using these, not somebody that's only been trained very recently because it does take experience to know how to weave these techniques together. Now I provide tocophobia support sessions where I work with my clients to explore their fears and help them overcome them with any one of those techniques I've just mentioned. So if you do want help with tocophobia then don't hesitate to get in touch with me here at Fear Free Childbirth. Now, before I finish, I just want to dive back to something I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. You might remember that I was talking about the difference between primary tocophobia and secondary tocophobia and how one way 
that it's thought about at the moment is maybe the difference between uh, a direct experience of birth and an indirect experience of birth. Now, I just like to pick a massive big hole in this way of thinking because what this distinction fails to recognise is, is that we all have a direct experience of birth. We were all born ourselves and have our own experience of coming into the world. So for me, I prefer to think of the difference between primary and secondary tocophobia or indeed not even making a difference because it's really the difference between a conscious memory of birth and an unconscious memory of birth. So what do I mean by that? So I mean those women that are suffering from tocophobia that might be called primary tocophobia, so they haven't actually got a direct experience of birth that they can recollect, i.e. they haven't given birth, but maybe they've got a very traumatic birth experience of their own that is so buried deep within them that even just seeing a birth just completely freaks them out. The whole, anything like that, just awakens that trauma that is buried within them. When I think about the work that I did to overcome my own tocophobia, I was amazed at when the shift and the release that I felt when I worked on healing my own birth. Now, I don't remember my own birth. I just had a hunch that I should maybe clear my own birth. And, and so I went ahead and did the work. And when I did that, the release, the emotion the power that everything that came out of doing that work was enormous and the the way that i felt after doing that work was significant in helping me to move forward and let go of my fears and now when i think back to my own tocophobic experience and the reason that i was traumatized by watching a video of birth at 13 is because of my own birth that i had that was buried within me and it's still and that that's why you are such you get triggered by so many birth related events all around you because maybe you have your own birth trauma that you need to heal within. So this is I'm sharing this with you now because, you know, when you're working with somebody or finding somebody to work with you, that maybe a good place to start would be trying to heal your own birth experience. Now, I've interviewed on the podcast um, in the first season of the podcast, Catherine Holland, and she works with rebirthing, which is a breathwork technique, which helps you to heal from your own birth experience. I use the tapas acupressure technique to heal myself from my own birth trauma. I think I've still got some more work to do there. And I'm going to go on one of Catherine's workshops very soon because I think she can help me do the last bit of work that I need to do. But certainly it might not all be a fear-based thing for you with tocophobia. Certainly if you haven't given birth already, I would urge you to consider the thought or the idea of maybe working on healing your own birth. And that might actually be where a lot of the stuff is hiding for you. And I know this might seem really odd and crazy for me to say that, but try it out. Maybe that's where a lot of your stuff's coming from. It's very well known that the birth experience of the baby can really stay with somebody into their adult lives and manifest in lots of different ways. There's lots of evidence and research to back this up. So I'm not being completely crazy in saying this stuff. And I think that maybe this is where a lot of the origins of tocophobia might hide for many, many women, especially those that consider themselves to be primary tocophobics. So um, I just wanted to finish on that because I did mention that at the beginning of the podcast. And I think even though it's not talked about elsewhere, because this is just my idea, I think it is worth exploring if you are somebody that is suffering from this. Now, if you're a birthing professional, 
as I've mentioned, I've carried out some research about tocophobia. So I've compiled a document to help you to better understand tocophobia. I had a lot of women from all over the world answer loads of questions to help me to better understand this condition. And I've compiled it all into a 12 page PDF called Understanding Tocophobia. So if you'd like to get a free copy of this 12 page PDF, then just visit the show notes for today's episode and you will see a great big yellow box and you can just download it straight away and get it straight into your inbox. And I hope that would really go a long way in helping you to better understand this condition, which means that you'll be better able to serve the women that you work with. So just to recap, if you want to get that download, you can get that at fearfreechildbirth.com forward slash 204. Okay, so I hope that today's episode has been useful. If you are somebody that suffers from tocophobia, then I hope that you can find hope in knowing that you're not alone and that this is a relatively normal occurrence. If you are a professional that works with tocophobic women, then I hope that this episode has helped you to better understand what these women are going through. Now, as ever, if you want to find out more information about this, then go to the show notes for today's episode, which is at fearfreechildbirth.com forward slash 204. And I hope that you've enjoyed the show and I'll see you next time. Bye for now. You've just been listening to me, Alexia Leachman, here on the Fear Free Childbirth podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, this is just a wee reminder that if you'd like to listen to bonus podcast episodes and have access to loads of birth preparation downloads, my video mini series on reducing your fears and so much more, then join the fearless mamaship community today. You can join at fearfreechildbirth.com. Until next time, bye for now.